What is going on? I'm back. I am still 24. This is my podcast. 24's podcast. Um, kind of a weird episode today where <clears throat> I don't really have a lot planned for today. It'll probably be a 20, 30 minute episode. Watch it will be, watch as it will once again be an hour long. I don't know. I kind of delayed putting, um, uh, putting the podcast on today. I got to I got to go on a mini rant, right? So, first and foremost, finished it. Finished uh hold on, let me get the uh the new book. Let me Where's my fancy Bob Ross bookmark? And I spent like I don't know, like $5 on it. Oh, there it is. It's it's on my other desk. Hold on. Sorry about that. I today finished, made huge strides, huge strides, finished off reading Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That was a grind. That was hard. That was strenuous. I am very, very glad to be uh, finished with that book. On to Uncle Tom's Cabin tomorrow. Um, I'm not excited about reading that book at all because I know there's going to be some bad stuff in it, some dark stuff. But I'm like I'm I'm a very curious person, and I like um, reading, and I like learning things and things of that nature. So <clears throat> um, I'll be I'll I'll be reading that book tomorrow. I'm a little bit tired today, um, unfortunately. I guess I don't know. But uh, today I was playing Bloodborne. Today, Bloodborne is a video game from a company called From Software. And I played that game today and I could I I can, I don't think I can play Bloodborne again because Bloodborne if you don't play video games it runs like shit. It's it looks okay to good, but it runs and plays terribly. I don't know if it's just because I've been playing games at 60 frames per second over the last like I guess a year or so, and really none of my games have dropped below 30 frames, like, in years. That game runs like shit. I, like, I'm getting sick, watch, not watching, but, like, playing the game. I have no idea how people play that game past, like, a certain point. I, I just, I could not actually continue to play that video game. I was like, I'll just play uh, Sekiro Shadows Die twice today. Because I bought both of them today, I bought both of them, and I'll pretty much only play one, unfortunately. But I bought both of them today, I'm super excited to play Sekiro. But, oh my god, yikes, man, is is Bloodborne a horrendously optimized game. It's like an 8-year-old game, and it shows. It's like it does not run consistently at 30 frames, and it makes my head hurt. So that's kind of what I was doing for part of uh, this afternoon. But also... I saw The Incredibles 2 today, you know, just, just for fun. Just for, well, maybe not just for fun. I've been listening to the soundtrack, and I've been getting kind of like, I, I've been like wanting to see it again because I've been listening to the soundtrack again, and it's such a fucking awesome movie. It, I, don't, I don't know if it's as good as the first. It's hard to, dis, it's like hard to describe because it's like, it does different things than the first movie, but I think those different things aren't inherently bad. I think they're execution of those things 
um, is not as good as the first movie, I think. But yeah, I was like, I, I like the movie still. I'm like, I would see it again. I would watch it again. I may watch it again very soon. I don't know. It was fun. It was fun to see in, in um, I was about to say Invisible Woman, but Elastigirl. It was fun to see Elastigirl kick ass. It was fun to see her, you know, do her thing. It was, you know what? You know what sold me on that movie more so than anything else? It's that scene where Robert or Bob, Bob, not Robert for some reason. It's Robert, but Bob Parr, he's the dad. He's the father. It was that scene where he was like, where he was exhausted and tired and sleep deprived and things of that nature. And throughout the entirety of the series, he's kind of been the breadwinner. He's been the, the father and things of that nature. And here in this scene, he says, to his daughter, as he's like tired and exhausted, he's just like, I just want to be a good dad. Because he's failed throughout the entirety of the movie and it's been hard for him to consistently fail as a dad. And it's just like that scene where he says, I just want to be a good dad. It was just, it was, it was awesome. It was great. I was like, yes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that sold me on the movie. That's what sold me on on um on really just the dynamic with the family and the animation is awesome there's so much more scale to it it's such a great looking film dude i can't wait for whatever pixar does next hopefully in that same vein i don't know what they're going to do if they do make another incredibles movie but oh my god they've got to they've got to try they've got to make something happen i don't know but it took forever for the first one but still god man i hope they make another one sorry but um, reading, studying, doing stuff like that, that's what I was doing. Got a great show today. Maybe not a great one, but a um, kind of a, 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 a short one, I would say. Got a very, very short podcast today. We'll talk about some things. We didn't even hit, I didn't even hit you with a musical intro. Didn't even hit you with a song, kind of because I wasn't feeling it today. But... Um, God, where do we start with the podcast? There's been so much news that's gone on over the last 24 hours, uh, which is so weird. And some of it, most of it happening in the last four to five hours, realistically speaking. For example, Joe Mixon has been hit with an arrest warrant today. For what? I don't know. Oh, no, I know what it was. It was like he apparently... He apparently, like, pointed a gun at a woman and said, I'm going to kill you or something like that, which it's just, like, I know they're football players, you know? I know they have a lot of equity. They probably, you know what? A lot of people shouldn't own guns. I know I'm American. Look, I'm from the country. I've, like, gone, I, I, like, I've gone hunting. I've gone to gun ranges. I've done all that stuff. I'm like, look, there are very irresponsible people on this planet. There's very irresponsible drivers. A lot of drivers cannot drive. I was driving in the rain today and yesterday and people can't, like I can drive very fast and very aggressively in the rain. Do you want to know why? Because I'm a good driver. I can control my vehicle, right? A lot of people can't, which is why they drive really, really slow. Now, if there's ice, I can't drive at all. Like, like, like ice and water are two completely different things. But I can drive in the water, can't really drive in the ice, nobody can, you have no traction, your car will slip and slide all over the place as if they were on skates. There's a difference in water and ice. I can drive on water, I can't drive on ice. Now, responsible, good drivers versus 
bad drivers. There's a lot of bad drivers uh, on the planet. A lot of bad gun owners as well. And I just see so many people just get into trouble for possession when they shouldn't be owning certain types of guns. And um, they utilize these guns in horrifying manners and uh, fashion. And Joe Mixon, I don't, I don't know what the NFL is going to do. Because, weirdly enough, this is one of those situations where it, once again, it doesn't really even matter what the NFL has to do or say or whether or not Joe Mixon is on the NFL exempt lift list, excuse me, it doesn't really matter. The reality of the situation is Joe Mixon is, uh, like, he has an arrest warrant for him. Like, that's, that's the reality, you know? People are looking for him. And they probably will find him because he's probably not very hard to find. So... God, man, when it rains, it really does pour on the Cincinnati Bengals because now it's like, I mean, uh, obviously it's like, you know, football matters aside, he has legal issues and hopefully uh, the woman that is involved with him or whatever is hopefully gone from uh, or separated from from him and things of that nature. But goodness gracious, man, I, uh, certain people should not own or weapons or cars. Certain people should take the bus if there is a bus to take. But yeah, Joe Mixon could potentially be arrested very, very soon. Another kind of like interesting little thing that happened over the last like couple of hours involves Derek Carr and him saying, what did he say? He said, let me try and find the clip here. Give me like two seconds. I'll find the clip for you. I'll find the clip for you. So this is the clip. Um, nobody was going to watch the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl sucks. And I mean, I wasn't even watching it. This happened about four hours ago. I didn't. I didn't care. Um, didn't watch it. I said I wasn't going to watch the Thursday broadcast. Maybe I should have. You know, considering how how often I do watch football and how consistent I do try to watch and things of that nature. But maybe I should have. Uh, I, I, I stand by not watching whatever the fuck went on tonight, but, um, Derek Carr is at the Pro Bowl and he is fucking hitting bombs out there. So Ryan Clark, uh, vanilla paste guy interviews him at the Pro Bowl as he's going through a quarterback drill thing. And, uh, this is, uh, the interaction by himself. Listen, Derek. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. That's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> nice. Oh nice. Well, Sorry. And by the way, the nice wasn't even me or anything else. It was literally the broadcast, which sounds like it was bad. How do you have broadcasters, professional broadcasters, and they're not very good? But yeah, Derek Carr said, if you couldn't hear him because the audio was very, very quiet, Derek Carr said, um, after Ryan Clark had asked him, you know, you know, how how are you? Um, how are? I forgot the question, but essentially he was just like, like, um, I haven't been that good. Versus, um, I haven't been that good when I played for the Raiders. That's why I'm probably going somewhere else. That's pretty much the quote. Now, Derek is a very, very, very interesting chess piece. And it looks like the Raiders 100% got bamboozled, regardless of whatever Tom Brady has to say. 
as apparently Tom Brady came out today or yesterday saying, look, the reason why I retired was not because I, or the reason why, or not even the reason why I retired more specifically was like, I was planning on coming back to Tampa Bay all, all along. People with inside Tampa Bay thought that he wasn't, and it looked like the Raiders thought that he wasn't going back to Tampa Bay. I don't believe Tom Brady at all. I don't even know why he would refute that, to be honest with you. I, you know, he, he gets to do whatever he wants. He's Tom Brady. He deserves it. So, the Raiders, about, it's February now, February 2nd, or excuse me, it's February 3rd now. The Raiders, in December, so this is about two months ago, but really it's about a month and a half ago. It was like late December, eh, it was maybe even mid-December. They decided to essentially be like, look, we've seen enough of Derek Carr, we're going to bench him for the rest of the season. Scratch that. That's not even accurate. Benching would be better and less harsh than what they actually did. They straight up said, do not come back to the facility. We have revoked your keypad. Your locker is now going to remain empty. You are not a Raider anymore. We can't cut you. We can't release you. We can't, you know, trade you. It doesn't do us any purpose. Partially because the trade deadline is already passed. We'll trade you in the offseason. Get ready to get traded. You're not a Raider anymore. Don't come back. That's what they said to him, pretty much. And so Derek was like, oh, no, you know, all right, fine. I wanted to retire as a Raider, but I'll, I'll figure it out. And so Tom Brady retires, and unfortunately, Tom Brady does not go to the Las Vegas Raiders. And, it, and all eyes just pointed to the Las Vegas Raiders potentially getting Tom Brady in free agency. And so now, the plan being... The plan was, originally, Derek Carr was going to be traded in principle, of course, because the new league year does not start until March 16th, 17th, somewhere around there. It's always around my birthday. And so they can't actually trade Derek Carr until, like, the actual start of the league year, but a deal would be made in principle, things would be moved around, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? And so, I think it was, what was it? A couple of days ago, it was that the Raiders were like, yeah, Derek, you can't leave Las Vegas. It's the, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if anyone is actually reporting on this because this is like super juicy. A couple of days ago, and it may have been literally the, when Tom Brady had retired, the Raiders were like, Derek, you can't really leave because we don't really have a quarterback. But we also want you to take less money or we don't want you to hit switches on your contract and essentially they were asking him to work with them financially wise which of course Derek Carr was like no I'm not going to do that at all and so now you have this like weird circumstance where the Raiders are like yeah we want to get rid of Derek Carr but we also don't want to pay Derek Carr but we also want to potentially keep Derek Carr but then Derek Carr is like I have a no-trade clause in my contract. What do you mean you're going to trade me? I want all of my money. You can't even deal. You can't even operate this way without my consent. I have to sign off on being traded because of the clause in my contract. What do you mean you're going to try and trade me? It's very, very weird, right? Very weird. It's ironic because I'm I'm on Twitter... And I'm looking at this picture of Derek Carr and his god-awful head coach and Josh McDaniels. 
Josh McDaniels, the former New England Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, the former offensive coordinator for Tom Brady during kind of the last three Super Bowls that Tom Brady had had when he was in New England, kind of that last run, that last bastion of success for the New England Patriots. That's who Tom Brady was dealing with and working with, Josh McDaniels. He goes to the Raiders. He does not like Derek Carr. He puts in Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham has a great game against San Francisco 49ers, but beyond that, that's kind of it. And all eyes pointed to just the simplicity of the fact that the Raiders were going to move off of uh, Derek Carr. And now they've gotten into this weird mess where the raw business, where they have just given Derek Carr the raw end of the stick in regard to how they do business. They're just like, screw him. We don't really care. We're going to essentially just try and get rid of him and trade him any way, shape, and form we can. And Derek is now... I mean, he's kind of pushing back. He's kind of fighting back. What will happen with this football team? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've complained about how bad the Raiders are and have been for the entirety of the season. I mean, it's just been evident and prevalent. And I mean, this whole Derek Carr stuff is just... I mean, it's just a freaking, hold on, I'm reading, I'm reading something, two seconds. I don't know, it's just, it's just weird to me, the whole, like, thing with Derek Carr and the, um, the freaking Raiders, I was reading something on Twitter, I apologize for that, but it's just, it's just so weird to see this going on with the Raiders and how they were like, we're benching Derek Carr a month before the regular season is over with. And then we expect him to play ball with us, which is just, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just like, I, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand it at all, but Hey, it is what it is. Mm mm mm. It's just weird. Mm. Anyways, there's this interesting, this interesting like situation going on right now with the Arizona Cardinals, right? And by the way, like um, I, I guess we can we can pause on Arizona and continue with the Raiders. There's been speculation kind of floating around that Aaron Rodgers would go to the Raiders. And it's just because it's just like, well, they would need a quarterback. And obviously there's a connection with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. And I would just ask the question. It's just like, well, like the whole, if Devontae wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers, he would have just not asked out of Green Bay. Like we're kind of missing the point here a little bit. But then it's just like, I don't know if the Raiders want Aaron, to be honest with you. I don't, I mean, he didn't play very well last season. Wasn't very good. And then on top of that, Aaron, Aaron irks me now. He really does. He annoys me. I don't, I don't, I don't really care that way either way. But it's just like, well, we'll see what happens with Aaron and Green Bay and the Raiders. And I, I mean, in all honesty, I think there's a, 
like, I don't know if he's going to retire this year. It's just like, he's been like Brett Favre for like the last three years where it's just like, it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, I don't really care if he retires or not. You know? It's one of those things where it's just like, I have better things to think about, to speculate on, to try and figure out than if Aaron Rodgers is going to retire or not. Even if I'm right, it, it just doesn't feel right to be right on this because it's just like, he's been talking about retiring for three years and I don't, like, I don't remember 100%, like, if I was, like, he's going to retire this year or last year or whatever. I don't know. It's just Aaron is just, he's like a bag of cats. I don't know if I'm going to just be mauled in the face or have a cat cuddle up next to me. I, like, I don't know what, I, what I'm going to get when I open up the bag, you know? I don't know. But Kyler is such an interesting chess piece in Arizona, right? Kyler Murray, in my opinion, a great quarterback when it comes to talent. Um, maybe not the best uh, leadership leader, I guess, as we're coming to find out, which, okay, I guess. But, um, I mean, we'll see what happens. But Kyler right now is trending on Twitter because apparently, and I don't know how true this is, but this kind of makes sense, but apparently... The Arizona Cardinals are having issues trying to find a head coach because apparently coaching candidates do not like to be locked in or do not want to be locked in with Kyler Murray long term. That's apparently the uh, the speculation that's coming out this weekend. If you believe it, if you don't believe it, regardless, that's kind of some of the rumors that's been going. And it's just like... I don't know, man. I really don't know. It's one, but it kind of makes sense, right? Because I thought, like, like we're in February, right? Usually, this is around the time that teams have already found their head coaches and they're moving forward and they're going to, going to, you know, essentially just prepare for the draft. And Arizona is still knee deep in their head coaching searches, and I don't know who they've interviewed at all. And usually, I can tell you who. I think. Ellen Moore was one of the top candidates for Arizona, and now he's kind of he's the offensive coordinator for the Chargers, among other candidates. But I do remember it was Kellen Moore for Arizona, and I guess that was kind of it that I can remember. But I know that there were other candidates, and so it's just like I like I think Arizona has good pieces, right? I don't know what they're going to do. And by the way, they need a, a GM as well. They hired their GM, what was it, like two or three weeks ago or something like that? They still haven't found their head coach. I don't know what's going on in that regard, but God, man, Arizona is a mess, honestly. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins wants to be there. I, I, don't, I, I still haven't heard any word on that at all. I was reading... Some interesting articles today on Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best in the NFL. And the Ravens have inquired about him. They want to interview him for their offensive coordinator job. And the league consensus is, well, uh, ooh, Eric Bieniemy isn't a very good offensive coordinator because Andy Reid calls the plays. Keep in mind, that was not the consensus, that was not the perspective when it came to Matt Nagy, 
for the Kansas City Chiefs. It was not, um, that was not the philosophy when it came to that guy or John Harbaugh or the bajillion coaches that came through Andy Reid's coaching uh, tree. So Eric Bieniemy gets interviewed by the Baltimore Ravens or is supposed to be interviewed by the Baltimore Ravens soon. I don't, I don't know when for the offensive coordinator role because people are like, well, he needs to leave Kansas City for us to be able to know if he can coach, which I love that concept because literally nobody asked that question. Like nobody was like, when it came to Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan, nobody was like, well, they need to leave. Like Josh, not Josh, which is Mike McDaniel, the head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Nobody was like, he needs to leave Miami so that way we can know if he's like the guy, you know? They just took a shot. The same thing goes for Kevin O'Connell, who won admittedly 14 games this year, didn't do anything in the playoffs. But people were like, yeah, like, like, like we can just hire him when he's underneath John McVay. The same thing goes for Matt LaFleur, the head coach for the Green Bay Packers, who went to like multiple NFC title games. Nobody was like, and eh, Matt LaFleur needs to get, you know, needs to get certified by going to another place. The same thing goes with Mike McDaniel. You know, he needs to get certified. You know, we can just roll with these guys without any credentials. Kevin O'Connell, no Brandon Staley. You know, we can just plug and play these guys. You know, Eric Bieniemy, eh, go to a different team. Leave Kansas City, and then if you're good, then maybe we'll give you a job. They don't want to hire him. Let's just cards out on the table for whatever reason it is, whatever reason you think it is. They don't want to hire him. I've never seen anything like this before in my entire life. He's now gone to three Super Bowls in his tenure with Kansas City, won one, lost another one, and we, we'll see in about a week when it comes to them being able to win a, in a Super Bowl. He has gone to three Super Bowls, and people are still like, uh, eh, eh, we don't know. Like, what? Yeah, we just, we just don't know. I don't know. It's ridiculous to me. But I do ask the question, and the obvious question is, and it relates to the Arizona Cardinals. The obvious question is, do you, do you go after Eric Bieniemy? I don't really think that that's a bad move or a bad decision. I don't. And the longer and longer this goes on, the more and more problems that you have as Arizona. But even then, it's just like, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, do I want to go to Arizona? And, you know, you see all of these, like, weird hirings, right? Whenever you don't have hirings that are based upon, like, the rules that used to be made, right? We don't have hirings that were like, hey, we're going to hire the offensive coordinators or a offen the offensive coordinator, excuse me, from the winning Super Bowl team or the losing Super Bowl team or the defensive coordinators. Like, we're not going to give them a shot. Well, like, when you don't, operate off of those rules you operate off of like weird rules where you're like hey let's hire frank wright even though frank wright was really terrible when he took away nick sirianni and matt Eberflus. hey if we're the colts man we're gonna have an unprecedented third round of interviews not to say that interviewing candidates three times is is um is bad or wrong but more along the lines of that it's taken this long for them to narrow their list down. And it, and it just, it's, it's all, it's all, by the way, 
in the process of, not in the process, but it's all essentially in the light of them trying to hire Jeff Saturday for the Indianapolis Colts head job, head coaching job. Like that's kind of the reality. They're they're essentially going through this procedure. They're doing all of these games and playing all of these games to essentially get Jeff Saturday cards out on the table. That's what they're trying to do. We already know it. We've been on it. We're just waiting. We're waiting for the needle to drop. Jim Ursay wants his fucking guy. That he wants him to death. He is pounding the table. He feels strongly about this. He will be wrong about this in the long term because once again, uh like he just he he wants his guy. He wants to go out on his feet, not on his knees. He has this perspective of he's right, even though he had one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He feels like he has some type of insider information that gives him an edge against the competition. And it's just like, bro, you had Peyton Manning for 10 years. Stop talking, please. Dear God. Stop with this foolishness. But Eric Bieniemy going to the Arizona Cardinals could very much be in play for Arizona because Arizona is, is, is just not in the market. Right? I mean, they are in a market for a head coach, but their position when it comes to the head coach, to getting a head coach is very, very weak because apparently nobody wants to work with Kyler Murray. And then I mentioned briefly Jeff Saturday with Indianapolis and how Jeff Saturday is a top candidate and he'll probably, I mean, I I haven't seen who they're going to interview in the third round. It's just been reported that Jim Irsay still believes heavily in Jeff Saturday. So I'm guessing that Jeff Saturday is like going to be interviewed in the third round of interviews that's about to come up, but still. it. By the way, the third round of interviews is just, because there's probably so much infighting in Indianapolis that like it's Jim Mersey wanting Jeff Saturday and probably like everyone else being like, that would be stupid. And him having to fight everybody. Like, okay. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Indianapolis and the Arizona Cardinals. Yikes. Who else needs a new head coach? I I forgot who. I don't know who. But I think that's it, right? It's Indianapolis and the Cardinals and maybe somebody else. Dude, I cannot believe how bad Josh McDaniels was the head coach for the Raiders and that he still has his job. But again, Al Davis is just uberly poor. So it's just like he can't he can't fire him. We'll see what happens though. See? Hold on. All right. Anyways. Reading some stuff. The final thing we'll talk about here, kind of... In the lead up for the Super Bowl, we'll have a Music Matters podcast tomorrow. I'm a little bit tired tonight. It's weird how, like, a couple of days ago, I was, like, I was crushed. I was like, oh, my God. I can't go on after, or not, I can't go on, but it was like, I 
was getting close to losing my voice after shouting and screaming during two huge title games, the championship games, and I was close to losing my voice on like Tuesday. I go from that to yesterday I recorded almost three hour long podcast. And then I just like today I feel fine. Like it's funny how that works. Hmm. Anyways, um what else do I got to talk about today? Eagles versus Chiefs kind of like preview of that. I said if you if you followed uh, all that drama that kind of went on on Sunday, all those podcasts that I put out, if you followed those games, I said that the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. And if I'm honest with you, I don't even think I I don't I don't want to say it's not going to be close. I don't know. I I just I don't think the Eagles are going to be equipped to stopping Travis Kelsey, a number one, regardless of, I don't think Miko Hardman's going to play because I think he's hurt regardless of Marque, Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Juju Smith-Schuster or whomever, regardless of any of those players. I think the reason why the Chiefs are going to win is because Eagles will probably not be able to stop Travis Kelsey. Eagles will potentially maybe not even stop the, um, the running game of the Chiefs. And they'll be able, they won't be able to stop Juju Smith-Schuster and Patrick Mahomes will make some plays here and there. Um, I think what will be interesting to watch and to see is whether or not the Chiefs defense can contain Jalen Hurts, which I think they potentially can. If you watch the Eagles versus the 49ers game, was it a blowout? Yes, it was. Did the Eagles get, or excuse me, did the 49ers get absolutely smashed? Absolutely, they did. But... There was this weird kind of like comparison of statistics where it was both the Eagles and the 49ers had essentially the same production. They had like less than 100 yards of rush. They had like 50 or something like that in the first half. And they had had similar passing yards. It was just turnovers made by the 49ers or not even turnovers. Let me pull up the box score for you. Let me show you. What was the score here? Let me find it. As I pull up the schedule. So the score was at one point like seven to seven. And it was like going into either the second half or the second quarter. It was just like both teams are kind of struggling offensively and both teams aren't, uh, aren't really doing a whole lot when it comes to uh, rushing yards and production there and things of that nature. I mean, look at, look, at, look at this. Look at these numbers by the Eagles, right? Jalen Hurts on the day, 15 of 25, 121 yards. Like, that's, that's like an, an average game, right? For everybody out there that's like, Jalen Hurts is back. He had over 100 yards. And by the way, for everybody that's like, but what about his rushing? He had 39 yards on the ground. He had 160 yards. Oh, and by the way, they ran it 11 times. And this is kind of problematic, right? When you look at the Eagles, 49ers did a really, really great job against them, or more specifically, the Eagles just offensively were not executing properly. Because Kenneth Gainwell had 14 carries, 
48 yards. That's 3.4 yards per carry. Anything that's under like 4.3, 4.4 yards per carry is kind of not good. And he had 3.4 yards per carry. Miles Sanders had 11 carries, 42 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. Jalen Hurts had 11 carries, 39 yards, 3.9 yards, 3.5, excuse me, yards per carry. All their star players, they ran it, what? They ran it 36 times on the day. 36 times. And they had just a little bit above 120 yards. Averaging somewhere close to like 3.7, 3.8 yards per carry. That's terrible. It's terrible efficiency from the running game, especially considering that you would expect them to have like 200 yards. You know, considering that's kind of what they used to do. And then Jalen Hurts was completely and utterly ineffective in the passing game. I still think that it's something going on with his arm. Still think that. And I don't know if you noticed this. And granted, it was because the Bengals had a bunch of backups and the Chiefs pass rush severely slowed down as the game progressed. But I mean, the Chiefs fucking absolutely destroyed the Bengals' offensive line, especially and specifically with Chris Jones coming out, having two sacks on the day and getting after Joe Burrow and trying to kill him on every single snap. And Joe Burrow got absolutely hammered on some plays. And granted, again, they had four sacks in the first eight minutes of the game or something like that. And then they only had like one, one sack throughout the rest of the game. So it's just like it's a little bit uneven in that regard. But still, Chris Jones and, and um, the pass rushers for the Chiefs, they were constantly pressuring Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I, you know what I think this is? And there was this weird topic. There's this weird topic that I saw a couple of days ago. And it was on one of those just, it was on, um, what was it? It was on Good Morning Football, right? And so it was another very boring, very, uh, very, uh, very predictable narrative. It was like, oh, who has more pressure on them? Is it Andy Reid in Kansas City because Andy Reid used to coach in Philadelphia, or is it the Philadelphia Eagles because they fired Andy Reid like ten years ago? It's like, who cares? Terrible question. I'm not even going to answer the question because I don't care. I think the more important question should be is like, well, who got out better? And that's obvious. It's Andy Reid in Kansas City. But it is like the Eagles probably have the better, not probably, they do have the better constructed football team, better offensive line, better defensive line, better wide receiving core, better secondary. And it's like, I don't think they have a shot. I don't think so. And keep in mind, Patrick Mahomes is like still kind of dealing with that sprained ankle as well as Justin, not Justin, Jalen Hurts is dealing with that kind of sprain in his, uh, in his SC joint. I'm not naive to say and to believe that neither quarterback is entering into this game without some form of an injury. Because I think both of them are dealing with significant injuries. But... And I'm not even going to be like, well, Patrick Mahomes is more experienced playing in the Super Bowls. I'm not going to go for those shallow surface level narratives. 
I think Patrick Mahomes will win because I think he's better, and I think he'll find a way to win. And I think he'll tack on two Super Bowls into uh, into his trophy case. He'll put on two Super Bowl rings, too. That's what I think will happen. I think the Eagles... I think the Eagles will have a hard day in the office against the Chiefs. I really do. I really do. We'll see what happens. See what happens. Anything else I have to say today? I wanted to, but I'm tired, but I'll see you tomorrow. The answer is no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God, man. I'm watching Pedro Pascal. Shout out to Pedro Pascal, man. Goodness gracious. What a fucking star. I still have not seen the Book of Boba Fett, so I haven't seen the whole... Um, he's from Chile? Chile? He's Chilean? Chile? Shout out to Pedro Pascal. First saw, saw him in Game of Thrones, then in Narcos, then obviously in The Mandalorian, and oh my god, is he now in uh, fucking The Last of Us. He's absolutely fucking killing it right now. His full, I just Googled him, and I just got his full name. His full name is Jose Ped- Pedro Balmaceda. I think that's how you say his name. Pascal. I I can't speak Spanish. New episode of The Last of Us was awesome. Oh my gosh. So awesome. Last of Us is such a fucking great TV show. It's so great, it's like it's actually made me want to replay the video game, which I've already replayed it like twice or three times or something like that, and I do have the second game. I can't... You know, know, I, I do like... The new Last of Us, the second one, I think the combat is much better. I think the gameplay is much better. But, um, oh my god, man. That storyline, that story in the second Last of Us is brutal. So fucking brutal. Jesus Christ. But I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm so tired right now. I can barely even think. So... I'll see you um I'll see you tomorrow for Music Matters. We'll listen to the new Fuck, it's I I just Little Yachty. I thought Lil Yachty for like five seconds was was Fetty Wap. Oh my god. And I'm like, that's not that's not like Lil Lil Yachty is not Fetty Wap. I'm tired. I'll see you tomorrow, which is probably today for most people. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll have uh, the Music Matters podcast. Then um, I'll see you next Monday where we'll talk about um, the Super Bowl and the lead up to it and all that good stuff. But I, I have the Chiefs beating Philly in the Super Bowl already. And I don't think that it'll take very long for them to kind of like beat the uh, the. I'm peacing out. See you tomorrow. 24th podcast.